Welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience Podcast, where my aim is to empower individuals with scoliosis and movement professionals alike by providing free, up-to-date information on scoliosis management and treatment. My goal is to improve the quality of life for those with scoliosis and equip movement professionals with the knowledge and skills needed to effectively support them. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Ahead of the Curve. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed. I'm so excited you're here for episode 40 of the podcast. I can't believe it's been 40 episodes of me talking to myself, kind of. (laughs) I'm talking to you, but it feels like you're talking to yourself. And that can be a little bit daunting for me, just having this little um, one-sided conversation. I love to talk to people and have a back and forth, but it can feel a little bit weird just talking to a screen, talking to my microphone. (laughs) But I'm glad that you kind of stuck in here and um, I hope that you're learning a ton about scoliosis, how to treat people with scoliosis. If you're a practitioner, I'm really, really glad that you're here because we need people that are willing to have an open mind and to learn new things because the way that we've traditionally uh, treated scoliosis in the past, it hasn't exactly been that helpful. It's been... um, It's been a very overlooked condition and we've treated it like just any person with a symmetrical spine would be treated and it requires a very special different set of tools. If you're a person who has scoliosis or if you're a person who loves someone that has scoliosis, I'm also so glad that you are here because the best way that you can advocate either for yourself or for your loved one is to infuse your brain with more knowledge on the condition so that you can stand up for the treatments that are best for you. Speaking of which, today our topic is about fear of exercising with scoliosis. And a lot of people, they come to me because they're fearful of exercising. They keep getting hurt and they want to keep trying. They want to be active. Um, They want to be strong and they keep injuring themselves when they are looking up exercises online or going and taking any sort of form of group exercise going to a CrossFit gym or going and taking a Pilates class, a yoga class, because they've been told that these things are good for them. And then they go and they, they try to do it and they end up getting injured and then kind of setting themselves back a few steps. So then they have to recover from the injury, build up the confidence and the gumption to try to work out again. And then that cycle kind of keeps continuing on and on. Uh, The the other thing that happens to people is they're told by their doctors that it's not safe to exercise with scoliosis. And they tell them, I had a client 
who I've spoken about <laughs> because this just is so mind blowing to me. I have a client who has really significant osteoporosis who was told to stop walking and her doctor said it wasn't safe for her to continue walking. So she trusted that information, took the doctor's advice and stopped walking for exercise. She was used to walking with her husband every day. They would go for a walk. I don't remember when they would maybe go after dinner or something. And she really enjoyed doing that. But then she stopped because she was told that it wasn't safe for her and her condition got worse. Her strength declined. And when you're not strong and you have osteoporosis, you kind of collapse and you get shorter, you shrink in on yourself. And over the course of a few years, she lost a couple of inches of height. And, you know, by the time that she got to me, she was devastated. She, you know, she was like, I don't know how this happened. And, you know, I, I want help. So, um, you know, the other thing that happens is doctors tell you not to strength train, um, because it will make your scoliosis worse. And that's not true. Um, now it is true that you could encounter some injuries if you're strength training in a way that, um, you're kind of being haphazard with your movements and maybe not sure how to adjust yourself into less of a curved position as you're going through the strength training. Um, you know, you can set yourself up for some, some injury. So it's important to under certain, um, guidelines to strength train that way. So, um, today I'm going to talk a little bit about what it looks like to exercise safely with scoliosis. I first want to dispel the lie, the uh, claim that it isn't safe for someone with scoliosis to exercise. It isn't safe for someone with scoliosis to strength train. It's simply not true. The very best thing that we can do for ourselves with scoliosis is to continue moving. The moment that we stop moving, the moment that we become sedentary, you set yourself up for that curve to continue to progress. The best thing that we can do is to become as strong as possible with our scoliosis and continue moving. So a couple of tips. The, the first thing is I want you to try and create a safe space for you to exercise. So that looks different to, you know, person to person. That could look like working out at home on your own where nobody else is around and you, it's just you and your mirror and that is your safe space. It might look like going and joining a group class and it could be a very restorative group class where you're doing slow movements. 
I think it's very important if that is the route that you're going to take. The very first thing that you do when you get to that class is you go and you tell the instructor that you have scoliosis. And there are certain things that you are not going to do that everybody else will be doing. You know how to adjust things for yourself and, you know, kind of set some boundaries, whether that's, you know, you don't want them to come and touch you and correct you. Um, Like if you are taking a yoga class, sometimes in my experience taking a yoga class, I've had the instructor come over to me and push me further into a stretch that I did not want to be pushed into. And that's a situation you want to try and nip it in the bud before it happens because it can be frustrating. It can cause an injury. And again, here we go into that cycle of pain, frustration, injury, fear of exercise over and over again. It may look like finding a specialist in scoliosis to work with in a private capacity, in a small group capacity, and going that route. So there's many different routes that you can go that can feel safe to you in order to cultivate a better relationship with exercise, having scoliosis. With that said, you want to learn how to work within your limitations. So first you need to identify what those limitations are. And that again is different person to person. For one person that might be not lifting super heavy weights. Uh, For another person, it might not, it might be avoiding forcing yourself into end range positions, range of motion. So there's just certain movements that tend to aggravate scoliosis. So it's important to, you know, consult with someone who is a specialist, who understands scoliosis, understands your curve to educate you on your curve so that you together can come up with a list of kind of guidelines for you to follow. So um, one one of those guidelines is for people with scoliosis is avoiding end range of motion movements in all planes pretty much. So end range flexion. So that's bending forward the whole way to the floor or folding yourself over your legs. That's the position that we go into with the Adams test, um, which is the test that we use to screen for scoliosis. So it enhances your prominence and your rotation and enhances the con. Well, it's more so the prominence and the rotation. So we want to ideally be moving in ways when we're exercising and trying to get stronger that are countering your curve instead of feeding your curve. So all the movements I'm about to list, including the one that I just said, they are movements that tend to feed your curve. If you suffer with pain from your scoliosis and are looking for ways to reduce your symptoms, look no further. I have a free video that covers 10 simple exercises to help target scoliosis pain improve balance, and strengthen muscles that you can do from the comfort of your own home. 
watch it on your phone, tablet, or smart TV and start treating your scoliosis today. Grab your free video from the link in the show notes for this episode. The next movement is end range extension. So that's bending backwards, like a cobra position in yoga or swan in Pilates. Definitely the the rocking. (laughs) I don't know what you call that in yoga, where you are on your stomach, you reach back and you hold on to your ankles and you rock. Is it just called rocker, rocking horse? <laughs> Am I making up a move or an exercise? I don't know. But um, that is a movement that you would want to stay away from if you're trying to you know, be cautious as you're exercising with scoliosis. Um, that again is feeding the curve. It's feeding your concavities in that case. So if we're looking at you from the back, The concavities are the sides that look a bit more empty. They are more pushed forward. And they usually lay opposite the side of your prominence or your convexity. We have a concavity and convexity. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here with all of the scoliosis terminology can get a little confusing. Uh, the, The next movement is and range side bending. And if you do Pilates, that can look like a mermaid exercise. Um, That can look like if you're just trying to stretch out the side of your body and you reach your arm overhead and then you just bend straight over to the side, you collapse into your curve a bit. So while it might kind of feel like it's helpful to one part of your curve, it ends up kind of creating a bit more of an issue in the surrounding curves. And then the final direction is end range rotation. So rotation is when you're driving and you're trying to back out of a parking spot and you turn and look behind you. So that is end range rotation. And we already have a lot of rotation happening within the spine. So that can be an aggravating position while you're exercising with scoliosis. So understanding those guidelines for yourself, if you are a gymnast or a ballerina, or somebody who is really into yoga, you might be like panicking, hearing that those guidelines. Um, I want you to understand that these are guidelines for, for people who continue to get injured having scoliosis when they're trying to exercise. So if you have been doing those forms of exercise, you have scoliosis, and you're not having any issues with that, continue doing that. That is fine. I'm not telling you to stop doing something that you love doing. Obviously, a kind of returning to the beginning of this episode, movement is good for scoliosis. There are just some movements that are even better for scoliosis and guidelines that can keep you in more of a quote unquote, safe space. So those movements, they just tend to 
promote injury more often than not for people that have scoliosis. So um, the benefits of joining a scoliosis group program are huge for just learning how to ingrain what is good for you, what works best for you, for you and your scoliosis. So um, generally, um, people that join my particular small group program, they kind of go from being afraid of exercising, not knowing what to do if they go to the gym, to having the confidence to continue that work on their own, um, having the, the, the confidence to go into a gym and begin strength training on their own because they have an understanding what movements are good for them, how to hold themselves, how to um, counter their curve. You know, that's the biggest thing. That's the step one. The first visit with my, my clients that I work with, we go through a movement assessment, a curve assessment, and um, I take some baseline photos and I review those photos with my client. And we talk about their curve type, we talk about their tendencies, um, their habitual positioning and posturing. And then we come up with a plan together um, for how to begin countering their curve. Once you have that information, once you understand what your tendencies are toward, you can begin working against that um, so that you are living more comfortably and you're able to exercise more comfortably. That is the whole goal. The whole goal is to begin to build strength within your most neutral alignment so that you're not continuing to create the imbalances and promote the imbalances in your spine and in your body. So in conclusion, there are loads of ways to exercise safely with scoliosis. It is encouraged, it is um, desired for you to continue to move, continue to live your life with scoliosis in movement. That's the way that you're able to get out of pain. That's the way that you're able to improve your posture and your life. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ahead of the Curve. I hope you found the information and insights shared today helpful in your journey with scoliosis. Join us again next time for more discussions on living with scoliosis and ways to support those with this condition. Until then, take care and stay ahead of the curve.